segment of the Fantasy Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our special guest, Terry, and our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? Terry, nice to see you back. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I thought I was covering Fermenti, but I guess I'm doing hockey right now. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to go over Thursday and Friday's games. Uh, we'll talk about some guys we can pick up, and then we'll go over Saturday's games. All right, sounds good. All right, so I guess for Thursday, we'll start with um, Philadelphia versus the Montreal Canadiens. Down to the wire, all the way down to a shootout, we have Archery Lekkonen in the first period for Montreal. And in the second period, we had Max Bowman and Jackson Cates for Philadelphia. And Laurent Dauphin for Montreal in the third period. Um, yeah, all the way down to a shootout. I think Jonathan Druin was able to get a goal and Montreal was able to clutch it out. So I guess we'll start uh, with you, James. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess uh, getting to Montreal, um, yeah, they haven't had a win in a long time. I don't know how many straight losses it was before this win, but yeah, uh, every win that they get is pretty much just um, you know, a step in the right direction because I feel like this team is pretty much hit rock bottom at this point. Um, obviously, Flyers are dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, they might be dealing with COVID as well. I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, I guess good win for Montreal. All right. And uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on the Flyers? Well, yeah, just answering James' uh, statement of who's out. Morgan Frost out, Derek Broussard, Joel Fabry, Ryan Ellis, a couple of key guys that are essential to the Flyers organization. Um, it's just a good win for this Flyers team, even though it is against a lowly team like the Canadians. But these are wins that just boost morale across the locker room, and you just hope that you can rally off another uh, one against the center of this team, I believe, on Saturday, if anything. All right. And I guess speaking of the Senators, uh, they faced Tampa Bay, but uh, I guess Tampa Bay was able to come out on top. We had uh, Thomas Chabot in the first period for Ottawa, and that was their only goal of the game. Then in the second period, we had Alex Killorn and Victor Hedman for Tampa Bay. No goals in the third period. We'll start with you, Terry, this time. What are your thoughts? If we're talking about the Ottawa Senders, I mean, it's just rough for this young team. I mean, if you go against a Lightning squad like this, you're going to have a rough night. Unfortunately for them, I mean, they held them to just, what was it, two goals, if anything. Uh, unfortunately for me, I can't really pronounce most of these European guys' names, but the guy <laughs> in the net for Ottawa right now, he's going to be the future of this squad, and I just have a good feeling about this guy. All right. And uh, James, what do you think about the Lightning? Yeah, honestly, um, as Terry was saying, good on Ottawa, because in the last two games, they've only allowed Tampa Bay to score two goals. They beat them 4 nothing earlier in the week and then beating them 2-1 here, or sorry, they lost 2-1 here to Tampa Bay. So I think uh, it's a win-win situation for Ottawa either way. Um, they're getting better on defense. I'm not sure which goalie was in net here. It might have been Forsberg or it might have been the, the other goalie, but Honestly, yeah, um, like you said, Terry, they've both been playing well. Um, Tampa Bay at this point is a well-oiled machine. They're not going to lose too many. And this was just another victory at this point. Yeah, I'd still say Ottawa played a pretty good game considering how high scores can be um, in the modern NHL. So pretty good job by Ottawa. And I guess moving on to the next game, we do have a score that was pretty um, surprising, I think. The uh, LA Kings were able to beat Florida four to one. We had uh, Matt Kirstead for Florida with the only goal in the first period for Florida, and then Ole Matta for um, the LA Kings. And then in the second period, we had Anse Kopitar and Dustin Brown for Los Angeles, and Arthur Kaliev for Los Angeles in the third period as well. We'll start with you, James. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll get to the Kings. A solid win. They've been playing really well lately. Um, 
Obviously, this Florida team is just hit with COVID. As you can see, their only goal scorer is Matt Kierstead. So is a guy they called up from the minor leagues. Um, yeah, LA, they, they were just a more talented roster in this game, obviously, because they weren't short players. And they just came in and got it done. Uh, they were at, like, what, 13 wins now? Sort of turning around uh, their season. So, yeah, good on the Kings. All right. And, uh, Terry, what do you think about the Panthers? Uh, with the Panthers on the other hand, I mean, they're in a little drought for a team with high expectations, losing three games straight, uh, one against the Kings, and then you have that embarrassment against the Senders, and then you lose against a tough team like the Avalanche. Honestly, you're just looking to get back on your high horse, just put this game behind you and just try to rally off maybe a win, maybe against the Hurricanes, maybe against the Rangers, one of these two teams. But uh, good luck to the Panthers all around. They're usually considered the little brothers down in Florida since you got the Lightning in the same state. So good luck to these guys. Yeah, the Panthers do have the work cut out for them, depleted roster, but uh, we'll see what they can do. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have uh, another high-scoring game. Vegas was able to beat New Jersey 5-3. to three. We have Jack Hughes for New Jersey in the first period and Dylan uh, Coughlin for Vegas in the first period. In the second period, we have William Carey for um, Vegas. And in the third, we have a uh, bunch of guys for Vegas, William Carlson, Nicholas Roy, and Jonathan Marchesall. And for New Jersey, we had Thomas Tatar and Jimmy uh, Bessie. Um, start with uh, you, Terry. What are your thoughts? You can summarize this game by just saying growing pains. I mean, when you go against a team with high expectations like the Golden Knights, you're going to run into some rough nights. Unfortunately, for the Devils, this was one of those nights. Uh, you just got to build in the right direction. I mean, you're just hoping to develop, to develop guys like Jess Barry Bratt, Jack Hughes. Um, I hope, uh, what's the guy's name? Nico Heischer. Hopefully he's healthy right now. Not a thousand percent sure if he's in or out of the lineup. But um, just try to develop as much as your pieces against top dominating teams like the Golden Knights. All right. And uh, James, what do you think about Vegas? Yeah, honestly, this team's been playing well ever since they've got their injured players back over the past couple of weeks. Uh, William Carlson's back in this game. He scored. Um, they pretty much have everyone else back except, you know, the eventual, uh, you know, a first game for Jack Eichel when he, he finally uh, comes back from injury. Um, other than that, I'd say Vegas is pretty healthy. They're playing pretty well. Um, yeah, New Jersey has been tough for them. We talked about, um, I know Terry said growing pains, but yeah, 10 out of 12 games they've lost recently there's they've come back down to earth like we sort of projected earlier in the year um i mean this is vegas they're one of the top teams like you said and yeah they're pretty much gonna fight their way i think uh, they might even be close to first if not first yeah they're second in their uh, division so yeah uh, right up there this is a dominant team and great win for vegas for sure and i guess new jersey played pretty well against a pretty dominant vegas team so can't really knock them too hard for that and I guess moving on to the next game we have um, Detroit, they ended up putting up a fight against Carolina, but unfortunately Carolina was still able to take this game 5-3. Um, Nito Niederreiter for Carolina and Thomas D'Angelo and I guess Thomas D'Angelo and Jack uh, Drury for Carolina as well in the first period. We have Sam Gagne and Dylan Larkin for Detroit in the first. In the second period, we had Tyler Batuzzi for Detroit. And in the third, we had Nino Niederreiter with another goal for Carolina and Vincent Trocek for Carolina as well. Um, we'll start with you, Terry. What are your thoughts on Detroit? I mean, even though I got a Canucks tracksuit on right now, this is my favorite team deep down in my heart. Uh, if we don't take into consideration last year's embarrassments, in the regular season, I feel like this team is taking a great step forward from being a, uh, what do we call those teams, bottom feeders, all the way to being like that middle of the pack team. I mean, if you ask me at the start of the year, if, or how should I put this? If Boston would be behind Detroit in the standings, I wouldn't believe you. And right now, currently, we're just, you know, fighting for that wild card spot. 
but that's all I gotta say for Detroit on this episode. All right, and uh, James, what are your thoughts on Carolina? Yeah, I mean, Carolina, they just clearly proved that they were the better team and they proved that they know how to score on their former goalie, Alex Nedeljkovic. That's, a, that's another thing here, you know. Uh, Nino is probably used to putting pucks by him in practice, so got a couple of goals there. Honestly, Carolina is one of the best teams in the league. There's nothing much else I could say. And I guess um, a comment about Detroit, uh, they seem to be better at home. On the road, they just, they've really struggled. I think uh, just taking a look at their record, their home record's 10-3-2. That's pretty insane. And then on the road, 4-10-1, that's where they've struggled. So this is just another prime example of that. Yeah, well, I guess that's probably going to be kind of the next step for Detroit going forward. But I guess speaking of going forward, um, New York was able to take a game off Boston 3-1. Really impressive job by uh, New York. We have Cal Clutter, Clutterbuck uh, in the first period for the Islanders. And in the second period, we had Anthony Beauvillier for the Islanders as well. And in the third period, Cal Clutterbuck with another goal for the Islanders and Mike Riley with the only goal for Boston in the entire game. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, James. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll talk about the Islanders here. They've been struggling all season, uh, whether it was getting a win in their new building, whether it was with COVID issues, whether it was not being able to score. I mean, the record shows it, 8-12-5 for a team that was a Final Four team last year. They just clearly underperforming. They're most likely not going to make the playoffs, but I guess this is a step in the right direction, getting a win against a Boston team. Obviously, I think uh, Brad Marchand was out this game for Boston, but I guess other than that, this is a pretty a full Bruins team. And yeah, Islanders got a win against them and they did it at home where they've been struggling. So great on the Islanders. Yeah, pretty good job for sure. And uh, moving on to you, Terry, what are your thoughts on the Bruins? Well, unfortunately, when you do play against teams like the New York Islanders, you're hoping to uh, get up these easy wins. But unfortunately, they were missing Brad Marchand and David Pasternak in their lineup. And I believe the first line was guys like Charlie Coyle, uh, Taylor Holland. So I'm not sure if it was Jesper Froden or someone else, but I mean, you got to capitalize on these type of wins. And unfortunately, they got embarrassed tonight against some young Lama events, New York. Um, so that's all I got to say tonight. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we have another uh, really dominant uh, game by Nashville. They were able to um, put an avalanche on the Colorado Avalanche. They won 5-2. Um, I guess Philip Forsberg in the first period uh, for Nashville. Tanner, uh, Geno, and Forsberg again for Nashville in the second period. And uh, Nico Rantanen for Colorado in the second as well. In the third period, we had Flurry Matryoshkin for Colorado and Roman Yossi for uh, Nashville as well as Matthias Ekholm. And I guess we'll start uh, with you, Terry. What are your thoughts? What's on the Avalanche? On, Nashville. on the Avalanche. Nashville? Nashville. Oh, yeah. Nashville. Nashville. If it's Nashville, then, I mean, congratulations to these guys. You're facing off against one of the creme de la creme in, I believe, it's the Central Division. Can't really think off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, Central Division, if anything. Um, unfortunately, they didn't beat them at full strength as guys like Gabriel Landeskog, uh, can't remember anyone else off the top of my head. Uh, probably Devin's toes, Kale McCarr, maybe a couple of guys that were out. So, I mean, you didn't beat them at full strength, but you'll take the wins where you can get the wins. And that's what Nashville did tonight. All right. And James, what are your thoughts on the Avalanche? Yeah, I guess getting to Colorado, um, it looks like Pavel Fred Soles made his first start in like around a year. Well, he's been out with injuries, so I couldn't really blame him for this game. It's sort of his first game back. Plus, like Terry, you were saying, I think there was a lot of players out for Colorado. So at this point, the Avalanche, they're a solid team. Like, they're, what, 17, 8, and 2. They're one of the top teams in the Central. But, I mean, good on Nashville. This is, like, what, six wins in a row or something like that? So, yeah, they, they're really making things interesting in that division. Um, I think overall, like, I know Minnesota's been at the top, but, like, those other three teams beneath them, they've just been playing really well. So, yeah, uh, good on uh, both teams. Yeah, I think Nashville, they were a playoff team um, last year. Unfortunately, they fell to um, Carolina, if I remember correctly, but they're still proving they're definitely a playoff team. 
and I guess we'll move on to the next game. We have a really surprising upset. Um, Sabres were able to beat uh, Minnesota in a shootout, so all the way down to the wire. Um, we have John Merrill in the first for Minnesota, Dylan Cousins um, in the second period for Buffalo, and Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota in the second as well. Uh, Mark um, Pysik for Buffalo in the third. No goals in overtime. Tage Thompson was able to um, get the shootout to bring Buffalo over Minnesota. We'll start with you, James. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll start with Buffalo, and uh, I'll just say that, yeah, um, good win for them. I think they've been slumping. I think in their last 10, they, they haven't really played that well um, overall. I think, yeah, they have like two wins in their last 10 games, and this is one of them. So, yeah, good on Buffalo. You beat a top team. I think the Wild are like one of the top teams in the West. You beat a top team in the West. I don't know how many players were out from each team because, honestly, at this point, you can just assume there's players out for every team at this point. So I don't know how many players are out or which ones, but at, at the same time, a win's a win. So good on Buffalo. And uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on the Wild? I mean, with the Wild right now, unfortunately, they are slumping three games. Yeah, three games losing. Well, can't even speak English today, man. Uh, Three-game losing streak, unfortunately. This one game against Buffalo, then I believe they lost against the Golden Knights, and then you lose to the Kings. And you're about to lose that first place spot to the Preds that are on, I think they just won. So seven game winning streak right now. Uh, with that said, I mean, you're just hoping for guys like who's injured on this team or who's even out, like Greenway, Goligoski, some guys that are veteran presence, as well as, you know, guys that can fill out the roster to just help build this team up and probably break out of this cold funk that they have right now. Yeah, I guess, unfortunately, with everything going on right now, this is pretty much next man up the league at the moment for pretty much the entire league. So we'll just have to see um, how they do going forward. And I guess going on to the next game, we have a really dominant performance by Edmonton. They were able to uh, beat the Blue Jackets 5-2. to two. Um, We have Jesse Pugliarvi uh, with two goals in the first period, so really impressive. And Derek Ryan for the Oilers as well. In the second period, we had uh, Brandon Pulini for the Oilers. And in the third period, we had uh, Gustav Nyquist and Justin Danforth for Columbus and Warren Fiegel for the Oilers as well. And uh, we'll start with you, Terry. What are your thoughts on the Oilers? I mean, with the Oilers this whole season, you just... It's not even the talk of the regular seasons right now. You're just trying to build your team for the playoffs. I mean, with guys like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jesse Pugliarvi, uh, Leon Dreisel, Connor McJesus, you're just hoping for these guys to, I don't know, get past the first round, just try to win a playoff series. It's not even about the regular season. It's just like the Maple Leafs, but this is for the West Division uh, or the Pacific Division, as some of y'all would say on this uh, podcast. Uh, good for them. Break out of that losing streak or that one loss that they had. Uh, move on to the next one. All right. And James, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jackets? Yeah, honestly, this matchup was a battle of two teams that have been slumping really hard. I think the Oilers had lost six in a row coming in. Columbus only won two out of their last 10 coming in. And obviously, the Oilers were able to snap their streak. Columbus still um, in the dumps at the moment. I think they were like, uh, four or five games over 500 now they're just one game over 500 which is kind of concerning um but it was something that we did predict that they would sort of drop back to reality as this team is significantly lower in terms of talent level compared to other teams in that division so i'm not surprised but at the same time columbus was playing decently well so hopefully they can get some of their players back and i guess hopefully they can turn things around yeah i mean Columbus is kind of more of a middle-of-the-pack type of team. So I guess hopefully we'll see if they can stay around 500, but we'll just have to see. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have a really dominant performance by two teams with similar records. Vancouver was able to dominate this game 5-2 to two against San Jose. Um, we have uh, Brock uh, Boser and Bo Hor Horvat for 
Vancouver in the first period and Timo Meyer for San Jose. In the second period, we had uh, Brock Bozer with the second goal for Vancouver. In the third period, we have um, Andrew Cogliano for San Jose with the second goal of the game for them and JT Miller and Jason Dickinson for Vancouver as well. Uh, we'll start with you, James. Uh, what are your thoughts on Vancouver? Well, I mean, Barbecue Bruce has the boys buzzing. Six games they've won in a row since hiring their new coach. Yeah, Bruce Bergeau has been insane for these guys. I think the last game against Columbus, they were down 3 nothing in the second period. They came back to win 4-3. Then this game, they just went right out and just dominated the Sharks. I mean, as a Leafs fan, I'm scared for the Saturday matchup. I feel like Vancouver is going to come into a COVID-depleted Leafs team and sort of blow them out of the water. Now, this Canucks team is playing insane. If they get a win uh, Saturday against the Leafs, they're going to be a 500 team after being, what, seven games below 500? That's actually insane what they're doing. Good job for Vancouver. And uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on San Jose? It's one of those sad stories. I mean... Every team got to rebuild eventually, and that's what they're trying to do for the past two years down in San Jose. Uh, guys like Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, and I believe Jonathan Dalene, the hockey expert, can probably correct me if I got that name wrong. But uh, with a first line like that against a hot team like Vancouver after they just got a new head coach, uh, nothing was going to stop Vancouver in this situation. San Jose is probably going to be a great team maybe in two, three, four years. But uh, – the same day you. I mean, San Jose is still pretty much a 500 team. So as far as rebuilding goes, that's not really too bad. And I guess uh, speaking of COVID, Toronto and Calgary is postponed. So we won't do that game. We'll move on to the Friday games. And uh, we'll talk about um, Vegas against uh, New York Rangers. Uh, this game also went all the way down to the wire. Um, Vegas was able to take this game in a shootout. We have uh, Brett Howden in the first period for Vegas. And in the second period, we had Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider for the Rangers. Dylan uh, Coughlin for Vegas in the third. No goals in overtime, but Jonathan Marchessault was able to take this game for the Golden Knights. And uh, Terry, we'll go to you. What are your thoughts on the Golden Knights win? Golden Knights win, it's another one for this Pacific Division powerhouse, if I got that right. Uh, four games in a row now, I believe. It's just pound on the cornboard, as some people would say. Uh, I believe they have a game on Sunday. Not a thousand percent sure against the Islanders, so that's another easy win for these guys. If they don't manage to run into Semyon Varlamov, uh, outside of that, just move on to the next one. All right. And uh, James, what are your thoughts on the Rangers? Yeah, I feel like this Rangers team is another uh, team that, like, uh, they don't have their starting goalie. I'm not sure who else is out due to COVID. So um, they have been pretty solid. I think they're, what, 19-7-4. They're, like, a top three team, I want to say. Yeah, they're second in the Metro Division. So, yeah, they are a really solid team this year. Honestly, they got a point out of this. They should be pretty happy. They had their backup goalie in. Um, that's pretty much what I have to say about the Rangers. They're a solid team overall, even after this loss. I mean, they are, they do have 19 wins. So again, not bad at all. And moving on to the next game, we have um, the Buffalo Sabres versus Pittsburgh. Uh, all the way uh, down to the wire, Pittsburgh was able to take this game in overtime. Uh, we had Evan Rodriguez in the first period for Pittsburgh. And in the second period, we have uh, Brock McGinn for Pittsburgh and Zemgis Gergensen for Buffalo. In the third period, we have uh, Rasmus uh, Dahlin for Buffalo. And in overtime, Jeff Carter was able to clutch the game out for Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, James. What are your thoughts on the Penguins win? Yeah, great win for Pittsburgh. They got it in overtime. Obviously not what they really wanted, I guess, against a team like Buffalo. But I think Malcolm Subban made his, like, first start if i'm not mistaken since coming over in a trade and the guy made 45 saves so yeah credit to him he played really solid but uh, he couldn't beat pittsburgh obviously a team with that much talent uh, i think crosby got a point in this game chris letang uh, rodriguez has been insane this year 
Latang had two points actually. Carter had the game winner. So yeah, the the main guys came out to play for Pittsburgh in this game, and they got it done. Sure. And uh, moving on to you, Terry. What are your thoughts on Buffalo? I mean, I was kind of lucky to see maybe that goal from Rasmus Dallin. Can't lie, him chipping it over the shoulder of Tristan Jari. That was a beat. Can't lie. Um, and unfortunately, I did see the Jeff Carter goal as well, which was kind of depressing. I was hoping for Buffalo to win this one. <laughs> I mean, outside of, I mean, outside of that. Uh, it's a Buffalo team that's going against a legendary, I wouldn't call it, well, James would have to say a legendary dynasty in the Sydney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, you're not always expected to win it, but you push these guys to the limit and hopefully you can prove something next year against this team that's getting older. I mean, sometimes when you're a rebuilding team, um, the best you can do is try to give the other team a run for their, for your money. Don't just take the game uh, lying down, uh, try to play as hard as you can. Sometimes you can get an upset. Unfortunately, this wasn't the game. But we'll move on to the next game. We have Dallas Stars against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, really dominant performance by the Blues. Um, no goals in the first period, but uh, the Blues were starting to, I guess, uh, bring the rain in the second period with Logan Brown and Vladimir Tarasenko with goal each and in the third period we have uh jason robertson for dallas with their only goal of the game and vladimir tarasenko with the second goal and ivan barbashev with his own goal for uh st louis and i guess going to you terry what are your thoughts on st louis i mean anytime i watch the highlights and i see st louis on that second line of like Barbashev, Tarasenko, and I forgot the left winger, but that left, yeah, that second line is basically starting to cook right now. And it's really helping the Blues stay competitive against teams, whether it be the Ducks that are the top of the Pacific Division or that middle of the pack team like the Dallas Stars that they just need to get that push over or just trying to bury a team like the Montreal Canadiens 4 1 on, you know, a Saturday night. Outside of that, I mean, you're hoping that second line can do it again, I believe, against the Jets. Hopefully not because I got Connor Hellbook in my fantasy lineup. Uh, outside of that, um, just a great win for this team that's, I believe, second in the, their division, maybe third after Nashville's streak. But, yeah. And I guess moving on to your to you, James, what are your thoughts on Dallas? Yeah, it's been rough for Dallas. They've been so streaky all year. They started off on like a losing swing and they went on a crazy winning streak. And then now they, they've got like, what, five straight losses after this game? Like, it's just too up and down for this team. Like, they got to find some kind of consistency. I don't know what they need at this point, but they are a good team. We've seen they're really good, but now we're seeing they're really, they're, they're not so good part of their game. So, uh, yeah, D Dallas definitely needs to turn something around. I don't know what it is. Uh, whether they need to be able to score more or whatnot. But yeah, it, it was a rough game for Dallas. Yeah, Dallas has had a pretty uh, crazy past couple of seasons. They went from, I guess, championship contenders to their whole fiasco last season. And then this year is also a roller coaster. So um, hopefully they find a way to weather the storm going forward. But I guess moving on to the next game, we have um, Washington the dominant performance of their own against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I think Brett Leeson and Daniel, Daniel Sprong with two goals in the second period for Washington and Brendan Dillon uh, with a goal for Winnipeg. And in the third period, uh, Josh Morrissey with the second goal for Winnipeg and then three more goals by Washington by Connor Sheary, Michael Scarbosa and Alex Ovechkin. Mogulis in the first, um, I guess we'll go to you, James. What are your thoughts on Washington? Yeah, Washington, this is a big win for them. I think they have guys out for COVID. So uh, their lineup was actually a bit more depleted than the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, um, good win for them. They had guys like Brett Leeson and and Scarbosa and others that aren't normally in the lineup get goals for them. So uh, when you have that kind of depth that you can just bring in guys and 
um, you know, you can get goals from them, then yeah, I, I think that that's a pretty solid victory for the Capitals. And uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on the Jets? I mean, James is right. The only injuries or people that were out for the Jets were probably like Blake, yeah, Blake, uh, Blake Wheeler and probably, I assume, Brian Little, if anything like that. So, I mean, outside of those two, the Jets probably don't have an excuse of saying, oh, we weren't healthy enough. Um, but you are playing against the Capitals team with Alexander the Great. So, I mean, I guess you can throw an excuse like that out there. But, I mean, with a team that has Connor Hellbook as their starting goalie, that is the workhorse. You're hoping to bail this guy out a little bit more than just allowing five goals on I don't know how many shots. But that's all I got to say for the Jets right now. The Jets will be the Jets. <laughs> yeah, kind of unfortunate. I guess they're still trying to uh, make a playoff run of their own, but it's looking kind of rough right now, especially with a loss like this. But um, hopefully they'll be able to do something going forward. And moving on to the next game, uh, Nashville was able to come out on top against Chicago in with an overtime goal. Really impressive job by Nashville. Uh, Thomas Novak for Nashville in the first and Kirby Dock for uh, Chicago in the first. No goals in the second period. Uh, Colton Sissons for Nashville in the third. Jonathan Taves for Chicago in the third as well. And Tanner uh, Janelle was able to clutch the game out for Nashville in overtime. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on Nashville? Uh, my thoughts on Nashville, honestly, they just find the next man up, as you were saying, I believe, for one of the matchups. Uh, with guys like Colton Sessions and Tanner Janot being on the first line instead of guys like, I believe, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, couple of the other Nashville names that you remember on that first line. I mean, it's just tremendous what this Nashville's team, uh, this Nashville team is doing on this winning streak right now. And I mean, they're making a run for the wild for the central division's number one spot. And I feel like being eight and two in the last 10 games is a great step in the right direction. And, uh, James, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Honestly, Chicago, in my opinion, hasn't been playing that bad lately. They just ran into like a hotter Nashville team at this point. I feel like this is like the seventh win in a row for Nashville. So at this point, Chicago did their best. They pushed it to overtime because they, they got a tying goal in the third period. And then I think like what, 58 seconds into overtime, Nashville scored like this team. They just they know what they are. They know they, they can win no matter who's in or out of the lineup. So, yeah, like I said, like Flurry played solid for um Chicago like their team played pretty solid they just ran into a, a better Nashville team yeah I mean Chicago was always a solid team on paper they just had a rough adjustment period and unfortunately they came up against a Nashville team that was pretty hot so pretty unfortunate but I guess we'll probably see Chicago I guess uh, start to redeem themselves later um on in the season and I guess the last game for Friday is still going on. Um, Anaheim is currently leading Arizona 4-3 to three in the third period. So we won't be covering that game, but we will go to the pickup section of the podcast. And we'll start with you, Terry. Um, what are your forwards? Well, uh, let's see. One of my forwards for these pickups, unfortunately, has to be Toronto Maple Leafs on Andreas Cast, if I said that right. Um, with this, how should I say, world pandemic that keeps sidelining guys that are fantasy relevant as well as team relevant, the man Andreas Cast has probably, I don't know, found himself a little role on the first line of this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Uh, this past week, I believe he had three assists. Uh, plus one in the plus minus category, two power play points, uh, six shots on goals, as well as two hits in his last two games. And with the guys out like Nick Ritchie and Marner, they'll find a way to carve a role in this top six, as well as the power play unit until further than those. All right. And uh, James, who do you got for forwards? All right. Um, I guess I'll look at few guys here uh jeff carter is the first one obviously at the overtime winner we just talked about it 
Um, yeah, but he's been getting points. I think in his last five games, he's had like five points, um, most of them goals. He's had like four goals in his past five. Um, and then he's had like lots of shots. He's averaging like four shots a game his past five as well. He's getting around a hit per game there. Um, and plus minus, he's been pretty solid. He's been like a plus three over that stretch. So, I mean, he's getting you most categories. Um, he plays center and right wing eligible. He's around like 40% rostered. So, yeah, he's available in your league. Go pick him up. Um, who else do I have? Kasperi Kapanen, also for the Penguins. Um, he's pretty much been on a goal scoring streak at this point since they put him on the line with Crosby. Uh, he's been going insane. Um, I think this past like two, this past like three games, he has like two goals. Um, not including um, the Friday game, obviously. Uh, he's like plus four over that stretch or something like that. So uh, really solid. He's averaging like two shots a game and he's getting at least one hit per game usually. So yeah, Kapanen's chipping in different categories. So definitely go pick him up. And I think I have one more forward. Yeah, it's Nick Delorier. He's like a deep league pickup. Um, like, I mean, if you if you need hits strictly, I think he's the NHL leader in hits. So he's getting like five a game almost. So um, I, I don't know if he's going to chip in other categories. Plus minus has been good. I think he's plus two over his last three. But other than that, you're expecting maybe one or two shots a game and like five or more hits at this point. Sounds good. I've got a couple of guys at forward. I guess I'll start with uh, Bone Jenner for Columbus. 11 goals, seven assists, 72 shots. Unfortunately, Columbus hasn't been doing well, so his plus minus is a little bit low at a minus six. But um, at the other categories, he uh, should should be able to make up for it, especially if uh, plus minus isn't really a problem for your team. And I guess moving on to the next guy I have, um, Evan Rodriguez for Pittsburgh. Um, he's been doing really well, nine goals, 13 assists, 89 shots. He's plus eight, so he, uh, he can basically filling for you at um, any category. Unfortunately, he's strictly um, a shallow league pickup at this point. For my last pickup, I have uh, Tanner Janot for the Nashville Predators. Uh, currently, he has seven goals, nine assists, 44 shots, and he's plus two. And I think he also has around 86 hits, so not necessarily DeLorean numbers, but not bad for hits, especially for a forward. And uh, that's about it for forwards. And Terry, who do you got for defense? I actually forgot two forwards. Uh, as you can see, I'm pretty rusty since I haven't been on for almost half a year or something like that. Um, percentage for Andre Cass, since he's a right winger, 27%. So probably a chance of you finding him in your other leagues. Then I also have Lars Eller, Capitals uh, center, I believe, 11%. Guy managed to sneak his way onto the first line with guys like TJ Oshie and Ovi. So you'll assume he'll pick it up eventually. Uh, I mean, this past week he had three goals and assists, plus two in the uh, plus minus category, seven shots on goals and a hit. Unfortunately, he's not on power play unit, but when he is on line one with guys like Oshie and Ovi, you're hoping the other stats provide. Uh, last guy, Travis Konecki, Flyers, I believe right winger, 31% owned. Uh, TK over the past week probably had three assists, two power play points, as well as nine shots on goal with five hits. Uh, he's on power play one in the city of brotherly love, so that's a major reason why I have him on this list. But linking power play one time with line one time is probably the other reason to why I have him on the list as well. My two defensemen now. Uh, first guy, Vancouver guy, Tyler Myers, 21% owned. Probably for the past seven days, he's produced, I don't know, maybe three assists, a plus six in that plus minus category, as well as 10 shots on goals, as well as seven assists. Not to mention that it'll be a great dream when it comes to this upcoming weekend for Saturday and Sunday, as he has the back-to-back -back games. I expect a boost in block shots if your league does have it. And since he's on penalty kill one, he might rack up a couple more block shots for that. My other guy was Eric Johnson until I heard Dabs. Games were canceled until Christmas. So this guy I chose is a little bit, I wouldn't say controversial, but he's kind of on a losing team. So 
I mean, with this guy, you're going to have to punt plus minuses, boys. But, I mean, you got Shane Gostenberg out of Phoenix. He's probably the MVP of this team right now, and he's the, probably the only bright spot on the Coyotes. Uh, hold on to him and pray that he gets traded, but that's all I'm going to say for this guy. All right, and James, who do you got for defense? For defense, uh, first guy I have is uh, Nick Haig uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And honestly, um, I feel like he's been pretty solid. Like, um, I know Vegas, like, they, they, they've been winning a lot of games. He's been getting points. So uh, he's one of the, like, more deeply guys, I feel like. If you need someone to, like, fill out your, like, fifth defense spot, sixth defense spot in your lineup, he's a guy you could add just because he's been able to jump up in the lineup and play well. Um, like I don't have all of his stats here, but like, um, yeah, um, he, he's just been really solid and, um, he's probably uh, a guy that you can get shots and hits out of. So I definitely pick him up. I guess another guy that I would add is Colton Pareko. Um, he's just been so solid. I mentioned him last week. Um, he's another guy shots, hits, uh, he plays for St. Louis's plus minus has been solid. Um, and uh, you know, here and there, he does get power play time. So, um, yeah, I mean, Definitely go pick up Pareko. He's been getting a lot of assists as well, so he's been really solid. Sure. I guess uh, for defense, I have uh, Dmitry Kulikov. For the Minnesota Wild, he's more of a deep league pickup as he's 1% rostered, but I think he has a ton of value in deeper leagues. I think he has three goals, 10 assists. He's plus seven, and he has 19 shots, so he should be able to help you out in assists and plus minus for sure. And the second guy you might want to take a look at would be, um, I guess, uh, Nick Jensen. Um, I think he's 21% rostered. He's on a Washington Capitals team that's pretty hot right now. I think he's, he is plus 19 with 40 not, 41 shots, three goals and six assists. So not really the best um, goal scoring numbers for for defense but it is defense so i think for the other categories he should definitely help you out there and i guess uh, moving on to goalies uh terry who do you have goalies i don't really have a guy that you can hold on to for the whole week but since hopefully when this video comes out it's going to be sunday so you'll probably have like one or two streaming options for goalies if you need that uh last minute w First guy I have is Yaroslav Halak for the Vancouver Canucks, 7% owned. Uh, I mean, they've been picking up the pace ever since they fired their head coach. And with that said, they're going into the weekend with, I believe, I don't know, maybe like a six-game winning streak. And they're playing the back-to-back -back game, as I mentioned, with Tyler Myers. So with that said, hopefully Yaroslav Halak gets the start against the struggling Coyotes. With the other streaming option, you have Toronto Maple Leafs goalie Peter Morazic, 47% owned, I believe. I mean, with the uh, with the Maple Leafs having a back-to-back game as well. Uh, hopefully on the Sunday matchup, Morazic does get matched up against the expansion team Seattle Kraken. So it's going to be an easy win for Morazic as well, considering that the Maple Leafs are a high-powered offensive team. Sure. And uh, moving on to you, James, who do you have for goalie? Yeah, for goalies, I just have one guy, and it's Anton Forsberg from Ottawa. I think we talked about him earlier. And, um, you know, he allowed two goals against uh, Tampa Bay. But, I mean, it's Tampa Bay. You can't really blame him for that. And, I mean, going into that game, he had won his previous five starts. That's pretty insane for goalie playing for Ottawa. So, um, yeah, this guy had won five in a row going into that game, which means he's won five out of his past six. He's allowed two goals or less in five of those games. So he's literally playing insane. His average is insane. His save percentage is insane. Uh, he had one shutout as well. So, I mean, he's hitting all the categories at this point. He's pretty much a must pick up. For sure. And I guess for goalies, I have um, Anthony Stallers for the Anaheim Ducks. I think he has six wins right now. He has a two goal against average. The save percentage is uh, 93 uh, percent. He doesn't get starts all the time, but every almost every time he started, he's gotten a win. I think uh, out of all his starts, he only um, lost one. So as long as he's starting, he's 
uh, he does have a high chance of winning, and especially as long as the Anaheim Ducks are hot. And so that's going to conclude the pickup portion of the podcast. So now we're going to move on to the previews, and we'll start with uh, Maple Leafs versus Vancouver. We'll start with you, James. Who do you think takes this? Honestly, at this point, with all the Leafs players out for COVID, um, whatever it is, whether it's a COVID list or whatever it's called, um, at this point, I honestly see Vancouver just taking seven in a row at this point. They are at home. Toronto's traveling with a depleted team. Yeah, I think I might actually have to go against the Leafs in this one and go with Vancouver. Terry, do you think um, next man up will work out in this situation? I feel like the next man up might take this situation, even though I'm wearing the Canucks tracksuit right now. Uh, something about Toronto just scares me when it comes to just seeing them take the ice. I mean, even with guys like Andreas Cass and Michael Bunting playing on the first line, you still got a sniper by the name of Austin Matthews. And I'm not a thousand percent sure because I don't really keep track with the Maple Leafs, but John Tavares is still on the second line and the hockey expert can fact check me all he wants for that one. Uh, if he's on the second line, I feel like he's going to be able to, I don't know, holster down the line and provide more support for that first line. And I feel like the Canucks, they don't have that strong defensive core that a lot of people may, you know, preach about. So I got to go to Leafs on this. All right. And moving on to the next game we have Ottawa versus uh, Philadelphia. Um, we'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like the city of brotherly love might take this one. I got to go with the flies on this one. All right. And James, who do you think takes this? I think this might be a bit controversial, but I might go on the other side and take Ottawa. I mean, they haven't looked that bad lately. I know they started off really bad in the year, but to be honest, this team hasn't looked that bad. I think they have a shot against the Flyers, even though they are not favored in this game. I, why not? I'll go with Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa always ends up going on a, on a random run, and they are pretty hot right now against Tampa Bay. So, I mean, they only fell to Tampa Bay, and they're otherwise pretty hot. So hopefully it's not too, too controversial. But moving on to the next game, uh, we have Los Angeles versus Carolina. We'll start with you, James. Who do you think takes this? Honestly, this is going to be a close game. I feel like the Kings have been playing well. Carolina has been playing pretty well. Probably just lean with Carolina just because they're at home. But honestly, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty close. All right. Uh, Terry, who do you think takes this? Carolina, next team. <laughs> All right. So now we got Chicago versus Dallas. We'll start with you this time, Terry. Who do you think takes this game? A team that's underperforming versus a team that's—I don't even know where to rank Dallas right now. Um, honestly, I might have to go with the Stars on this. I don't know why. Something about the Blackhawks this year just doesn't click with me, and I just gotta go with Texas on this. All right, and James, what do you think? I have a question. Can both teams lose this game? Because at this point, I, I don't even know what to say. Both teams, I don't feel good about. I think maybe I might lean with Dallas. Like, I mean, both these teams are coming off a back-to-back, so there's not really an advantage there. I might just lean with the home team at this point. I guess if you want value, take Chicago as an underdog. But, like, in all honesty, I might lean towards Dallas. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game we have. New Jersey versus Detroit. Uh, we'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this? I'm a Detroit fan. I don't trust Detroit if my life depended on it. I mean, the Devils are on a four-game losing streak, but for some reason I've got that slight urge that Red Wings might choke this one. But uh, I'll die on the boat and say, let me go with the Red Wings on this just because I'm a fan of them. I mean, you got to go with the team. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Moving on to you, James, who do you think takes this? Well, I mean, I mentioned earlier, Red Wings 10-3-2 at home. Got to keep rolling <laughs> with those boys. They just, I don't know. It's like night and day with the, when it comes to home and away. 
So at this point, you just got to roll with Detroit at home. All right. So uh, both of you guys are going to roll with Detroit. So hopefully they uh, keep their home streak alive. And moving on to Edmonton versus Seattle. Uh, James, who do you think takes this? I think the Oilers got back on track last game. They probably should be able to win this game. Um, actually, you can get them a pretty good value, to be honest. Uh, they, uh, For a team that I feel like is turning it around now from their previous losing streak. So, yeah, I'll go with the Oilers. All right. And, Terry, who do you think takes this? The Oilers have to take it, right? I mean, with all the talent they got, they have to take it. I mean, this is the Seattle cracking we're talking about. <laughs> this ain't no Golden Knights team of like how many years back, right? So I mean, Oilers hammered down a thousand percent. I mean, I would hope that the Oilers take this because <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna live that down. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see um, Seattle taking this either. But I think the rest of the games. Um, for Saturday have been postponed. So um, we'll start with uh, you, Terry. Do you have any final thoughts? I honestly don't have that many final thoughts. I mean, my first episode here on the hockey side of it. Uh, I mean, if this is how you boys work on the hockey podcast, I might have to switch from like basketball to hockey or something like that. I don't know. Feels a hell of a lot easier compared to the other things we do on the podcast. But uh, outside of that, one more week until I guess World Juniors. Who knows? We might do something for that. Outside of that, I mean, I ain't got nothing else. All right, uh, James, do you have any final thoughts? Honestly, this is a a league that's been plagued. I'm convinced <laughs> this league has we've been plagued with COVID, and I mean. Yeah, it's just so tough because you don't know who's going to be in and out of the lineup. So, like, making predictions, making picks and stuff. I think tonight, like, on the on the slate, we, we had a rough night uh, with some of the picks because you just don't know who's going to be in and out of the lineup. Uh, it's really tough at this point. Honestly, if you're making wagers, if you're making bets, probably sit this one out. So that's all I have to say. Uh, the league is going through a rough time, and um, it, it's pretty hard. But most of the games are toss-ups at this point. Yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts as well. This has turned from the National Hockey League to the National Mixed Man Up League. So <laughs> I, I feel like the teams with uh, the deepest rosters overall, they're probably going to be able to weather this a little bit. But teams that are kind of, um, they're more centered around like a few star players and maybe like the first two lines, they're going to be the ones hurting the most, maybe rebuilding teams. Um, depending on the rebuilding team, they'll probably take a bit of a hit because they te- they don't always have the deepest rosters. But I guess we'll have to see going forward what happens. And uh, that about concludes um, this week's Everything NHL. If you liked what you watched, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a like, uh, leave us a review, let us know your thoughts on the NHL so far. If you liked what you listened to, you can follow us on Spotify and you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram and we'll see you guys next week.